The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. One of the big international stories, of course, of the weekend was the bizarre story of of the Wagner uh, leader, uh, Prisgoin, um, who uh, had a march on Moscow to topple uh, uh, the Kremlin leaders, particularly the Department of Defence. Well, to analyse what this means for the conflict uh, with Ukraine, what this means for uh, Putin's grip on power, it's a pleasure to be joined by Duncan Boulevard. He is special advisor, was special advisor to the head of the Bosnian peacekeeping mission, part of the UK mission to Kosovo in 99 and he is currently CEO of the Henderson Risk Group an international risk management advisory. Uh, Welcome to the programme Duncan. Just tell us what happened over the weekend. There's been a long standing feud between Yevgeny uh, Pogosin and uh, Vladimir Putin. This has been a slow burn crisis in the making. And it's come to a head in the last week or so, because the the Russian army has effectively been trying to curtail Wagner's activities in, in, in Ukraine. It's a power struggle primarily between the Wagner forces on the ground and the uh, and the Russian army proper. And essentially what has happened here is that over the over the last 10 years or so, and you've got to cast your mind back to 2014, and you may recall people talking about little green men being involved in the, uh, the annexation uh, and eventual seizure of the Crimea. Th- these were the Wagner group. Uh, although they weren't necessarily under the control of uh, Prigozhin at this point, they were they were very much an extension of the the Russian intelligence services. But he took this group forward and has built them up now as what the Americans would call a transnational criminal organisation with business interests all over Africa. They've they're, they're heavily involved, obviously, in the Ukraine conflict, but they have got too big for their boots and they're now they're now challenging the state putin has been trying to clip their wings the army have been trying to clip their wings and this is effectively the reaction to it don't look at this as as a as a normal state issue this is basically gangsters fighting for turf and it would appear that uh Brigozin was brought under control or back under the leash uh, by direct threats to his family and also his his assets, the Russians have started to to seize some of his assets. But it it is it is the stuff of fiction were it, were it not so real and in, and involving so many people's lives. And tell us a bit about the Wagner Group. Is it several thousand uh, troops? Uh, where do they hail from? Do they hail from prisons all in Russia? Um, who pays their wages? Who provides them with their munitions? Great question. Um, the, the origins of, of the group really go back to the, I suppose, 2012, 2014, that sort of, that sort of era. The, there was a, a the Russian special forces, uh, the, 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 the core group of, of, of very significantly well-trained Spetsnaz troops, uh, many of whom were veterans of, of, of Russia's wars, certainly uh, Afghanistan, 
under the control of a, of a colonel called Dmitry Utkin, um, were formed as a deniable force. They, 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 were, they were put together as a, as a group that would be not part of the state, but could be used by the state, as has happened in many other parts of the world, but with other countries. So this was the core team. What then, what then proceeded to happen is that Vladimir Putin's sort of pet thug, um, Yevgeny Prigozhin, took these guys and said, hang on, we can, we can do something here. And as Russia was starting to assert itself on the world stage in terms of, you know, in, in Putin's mind to try and reassert the glory of Russia, they started getting involved in conflicts. And, and, if, and if I was to tell you that they've been involved right from the beginning in Ukraine, then in Syria, then in Libya, then in Sudan, then the Central Afri African Republic, Mozambique and Mali, that would be the shorter list. They're, they are fairly well established, particularly in Africa. Where did their money come from? <clears throat> Originally, they were given co catering contracts, big catering contracts and other state-level contracts as part of the general um, thievery that goes on within, within the Russian um, regime. And I think it's fair to say that ideas then started floating around that they needed access to raw materials. So, for example, if you go to the Central African Republic today, you will find that the regime there is propped up by um, Wagner mercenaries, the Wagner have got access to their own gold su supplies, uh, diamond supplies, wood, hardwoods. Uh, it is estimated that they may have taken as much as a billion dollars worth of hardwood out of the Central African Republic. Uh, they've also got interests in, in mining operations in Mali. They, they had, their, they had their, their hats given back to them in Mozambique and were, and were, were drummed out. Uh, by the by, the the uh, the rebels there. The, the the real worry with these guys now is that they're self-funding. It's a bit like when we talk about artificial in intelligence becoming self-aware. Even if Russia cuts off the funding now for for Wagner, they're sort of doing their own thing, and it's a bit like a sort of it's a bit like a mafia organization, but they're operating with the with the full uh, sort of confidence and, and access to to equipment and weapons that you would expect from okay. a state. So so if their business model is to be mercenaries who 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 uh, win wars and and get paid and and get you know uh, eat what they kill in terms of getting resources and so on. What was their beef with the Russian military? And 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 in other words what was the genesis of the reason why they might be doing a mutiny on Moscow? I think it depends on what the political outcomes are for Ukraine and what the objectives are, because th there is there is clearly a break being put, put on Putin by the Chinese in particular, who do not want this conflict to escalate beyond the borders of Russia and, and Ukraine. From a political point of view, the the biggest threat to 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 putin is that there is a defeat in ukraine if there is a defeat in ukraine putin's toast if he can manage the situation and end up with some sort of negotiated stalemate that's probably a win for him because he realizes now he can't win 
but when you when you look at, at at how the state manages that and if you're the russian minister of defense you do not want a wild card you know the russians may well be playing a game of containment that's that's you know let's let's try and keep this conflict so that it doesn't spill over into a, into a, into a defeat in the field for the russian army which means defensive positions not being not being as aggressive as as they might be ruling out certain certain uh, activities I, i'm not suggesting for one moment that the russians aren't doing dreadful things at the moment but they could be doing an awful lot worse but then you get this wild card in amongst it all you 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 get wagner pitching up who don't seem to think that they come under the normal chain of command they lack the political guidance i mean prisgozin is a fascist be under no illusion he's not an he's not anti putin because he he wants the war to come to an end he he's 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 pro wagner he's pro his own but no, but of, what what, what, what did he hope to achieve on his way to moscow i i think that it is quite likely within his mindset that he would like to have seen the regime topple and for him to be very near the top of it if not the top of it i think you're dealing with somebody who would who is quite capable has got an ego to match quite capable of taking on vladimir putin and i think this thing could have gone the whole way there's no doubt about it now I, you know th- this is speculation but it's informed speculation this is this is this is a group of people who have felt their own strength that the russian state has proven itself to be inefficient the way the war has been prosecuted by the russians in ukraine has you know on generally speaking been seen as a bit of a disaster and he's taking on the state and he would like to do things in a different way and what uh, and what, what that, next then for the has he gone away well he's he's now sitting in belarus where he's been put into exile but that's a little bit like in 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 very crude terms being you know doing doing something in 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 london and being and being sent to cardiff you know it it's not it's not exile as we know he's been removed from the scene and his troops have been sent back to barracks on the basis that there will be no no repercussions against them that's not that's not going to happen the, the russians aren't going to get let this slide what they wanted to do was was to was to remove the immediate threat which was troops arriving in in moscow and had he not called this off they would have arrived in moscow they would have made it the speculation at the moment is that he's that f- various family members of his have been threatened let's let's see how that how that plays out is is this a is this the end of putin is is this is is this one of the many dominoes that needs to fall i i i wouldn't say it is i think it's a serious indication of how much conflict there is within within the political and inner circles of of putin's regime in in terms of how the war in ukraine should be prosecuted things are not going well this is now going to yeah, become well, a, well, on a that, three year event on that in bakhmut and other areas we heard how successful the wagner group over several months was in actually winning uh, against ukraine without uh, the wagner group fighting for russia does it change the likely outcome in the overall conflict between ukraine and russia Yes very much so especially at this point where Ukraine is feeling its way into Russian positions you know the Ukraine's on the offensive uh, the Wagner group is effectively now not part of the conflict they've gone back to barracks lord knows what's going to happen to them now so yes i think that this this will have a dramatic impact on Russia's ability to to hold ground yes in bakhmut you're absolutely right wagner were involved in taking ground it's hard to say whether or not 
actually that ground was going was going to be given up anyway. It's all been retaken since then, since the since Wagner pulled out. The the Russian conscripts that have been put in have been no match to 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 the Ukrainian military. So I think you're absolutely right. This is what this will have a dramatic impact on Russia's ability to prosecute the war. Whether it has a longer term uh, impact remains to be seen. The, you know, the Russian military should not be underestimated. underestimated. We should not see this as, as the, end, the beginning of the end for, for the Putin regime. We should not see this as the beginning of the end for the, for the Russian military in Ukraine. That, that's going to be determined by other strategic issues. But this is a serious crisis for Putin, a very serious crisis. And what remains to be seen now is how the Ukrainians um, uh, effectively take advantage of this situation. And if they do take advantage so, of this So do situation, you have in the Henderson Risk Group any clearer picture of the end game in this conflict? Regardless of what, of what rhetoric comes out of um, Kiev, the end game ultimately will be a negotiation. The idea that Russia is defeated and the, insta- and then, and the ensuing in, in instability that comes with it is hard to imagine. And I think what will end up happening here, and this is, again, speculation, but it's based on some experience, is that there will be either a Chinese-sponsored or other third-nation-sponsored negotiation once both sides can claim a degree of victory. The idea that Kyiv retakes all territory and Crimea and declares victory would be a defeat for Russia, and I think would, would, would not allow a negotiation. So there's going to have to be some midway point at which both parties can say enough. We've, we've, we've achieved a, an objective that we can sell politically. Don't forget, Zelensky is not the decision maker. There are people behind him who would have him removed if he gave in too quickly, and Putin needs to declare some kind of victory and it is very clear now that total victory in terms of his aims, even in, even in securing the pre-conflict bo- um, borders, as he would call them, is, is probably not in his grasp either. So it's about compromise on both sides. We're not there yet. There needs to be some form of decisive um, victory from, from you, on the Ukrainian side, enough for them to, to claim a victory. And then enough for for Putin to say that he has achieved some form of objective, but okay. I would suggest strongly that that that, that we're at, we're still at least six months to a year away from that. Just two texts I want to put you. Uh, I have no idea. You tell me. Alan asks, "Hi, Evan. It's pretty obvious that the Russians have won this war. The Americans, the European, and Europeans are in fantasy land if they think otherwise. I'd say get ready for a full Russian offensive. They've had the gloves on up to now. The gloves are going to come off, and this war will be over, and Ukraine will be forced to the negotiation table. Whereas Colin says, I wouldn't be surprised if Prigozhin suddenly becomes unwell over a period of days and mysteriously dies of an unknown illness. Your response to Alan and uh, Colin? I think, first of all, uh, absolutely, we should never underestimate the Russian state or the Russian military. Uh, I I think the idea of them taking their gloves off, um, let's see see what what that looks like. I think you're absolutely right. There will be an attempt to to reassure themselves that they, they they can still 
have an impact on this conflict. But I, I think a Russian victory in terms of defeating Ukraine in the field is, is, is hard to imagine. And I think with regard to what, what happens next and with regards to you know, the, 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 you know, the future of Wagner, I can't see, I, I would find it very hard to imagine. He's, 60, he's 62 now. Um, I, I think I wouldn't be I wouldn't be betting that he'd be he'd be claiming his pension. Right. That's a great. I'm 63. <laughs> All right. Always a pleasure to talk to Duncan Boulevant, uh, really authoritative insights, CEO of the Henderson Risk Group and a, a long track record uh, with the UN and UK missions in Kosovo and Bosnia. Thank you indeed. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk.